0: faith that moves mountains, and there's mountains that must be moved, and the way to move them is with the power of... That's where you say faith. (laughs) Hallelujah, okay? So, faith is... Let me give a little bit of definition to faith. Faith is not just a religious term. It is not the label you use when someone asks you where to, you go to church and you say, I'm of the Baptist faith, or I'm of this faith, or I'm of that. That is totally, almost 100% unscriptural. There's probably four scriptures on the Bible that will link you to an organization or a religious organization or the place you go to church or the group you're associated with. Everywhere else that the word faith is used, it is giving definition to faith as faith being a power, that you can use, faith being a law that you can set in motion, faith being a substance that you can apply to things, and either it starts pushing mountains out of your life, or if you have things that you need and you release faith on it, that faith will grab a hold of the things that you need and start pulling it to you. There's time involved in every one of them. But faith is way more than just a religious term. It is tremendous. And so we are teaching on what exactly faith is and how to use it. And tonight's lesson is, where does faith come from or our source of faith? Now I want to give you a little review. Lesson one was, what is faith or what faith is? And it is the connection between God and man. God took faith and our lives were separated from God by sin. So we had to divide between us. And God used His faith and got His Son into the world by faith. It says, through the faith of the operation of God, Jesus was brought into the earth. And God used his faith to bring Jesus in to become the sacrificial lamb, to die for the sins of the whole world, him being spotless and sin-free. And he did it. And it was faith that God used to raise Jesus from the dead. It says, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us? Even that what he used in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So this thing, faith, we see right there. It is so powerful that God used it to bring Jesus into the earth through Mary. God used it to allow Jesus to die and go to hell for us. And God used faith to raise him from the dead. So I'd say this thing of faith is pretty powerful, wouldn't you? And you know what God did? He put faith in a position for us to get it and use it. And he he wants us to use it. So uh, faith is the connector between God and man. It is the thing that moves sin out the way so we can be in unity with God. We're no longer just God's creation. We are God's children. And we became God's children by faith, the power of faith. When you said, when you heard that the Bible said, I lived right down the road, long-haired, dope-smoking, vulgar mouth cigarette-smoking, hippie, lived right down the road. I was asking Jesus, okay, if you're real, send someone to me. And he sent some preachers to my house. I had probably 100 pounds of weed in my closet and all kinds of other stuff. And they knocked on the door. And I, they said, We're from so- Baptist Church. Joe's singing at the Baptist Church this Sunday. And, uh, and uh, they said, We have visitation on, I think it was Thursday night. And I said, God sent you to me. Give me just a minute. So we let them in, all kinds of stories in between that, let them in. And they led me through the scriptures. Even though I was in church my whole life, for some reason, I never heard the Scriptures. There's all kinds of Scriptures that were spoken while I'm in church, but it just bypassed me. Isn't that the craziest thing you ever heard of? So that tells me unless we set our heart towards God, the things of God will just pass by like fleeting thoughts and you won't even... Know that God's trying to connect with you. And they gave me the scriptures, and one of the scriptures that they used was that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, or Jesus is your Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. And they asked me, would you like to do that? And I said, yes, I would. And my life has never been the same since then. And you know what that happened? When I heard that scripture, faith came in me. When I said I want to do that, and I said, "Jesus, I receive you as my Lord." I released that faith that came into me, and the Holy Ghost took the power of that faith and changed me from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. And from then on, when I heard scriptures, I heard them, brother. There was no more missing it when you sat in church. Okay, so that transformation changed me to where my attention was on the Lord and I felt inside me the change that took place and I knew something's different. Well, the thing that changed everything was the power of faith. Hallelujah. Okay, uh, the second lesson was what faith is not. Faith is not something that we conjure up. Faith is not, how else would you say it? Faith is not a mental assent or faith is not... What's the word the world uses? Lord, what is that? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not. Oh, faith is not just a good confession. Okay? So these are things that faith is not. Because I'm telling you right now that faith is a power. Faith is a law. Faith is something that God uses, and He expects us to learn how to use it. And it's not just a good confession, even though there is a good confession involved in the use of faith. But just to have a good confession without knowledge of God's Word, it won't really do much good. It does do some good, but it won't do much good. And then the lesson three was you have faith. And the way you have faith is if you have ever heard a scripture in your life. Because the source of faith is through the Word of God. God doesn't just take people and deposit faith in them. Romans 10, 17, should have been the last verse of the last lesson that we heard last week, was so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the source of faith is the word of God. Amen. Y'all expect me to do everything? Joe, I need your help, girl, okay? That's my two sisters right there. Hallelujah. So be safe. Make sure everything, car's locked. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay, so the source of faith is God's Word. The Word of God is what produces faith, and the place where God's Word produces faith is inside of our heart or our spirit. Heart and spirit are used interchangeably throughout the whole Bible. It's not talking about the blood pump. If it was talking about the blood pump and you said, I believe with my heart... Then you, and you're thinking of the blood pump, then you might as well be able to say, well, I believe with my big toe or I believe with my elbow because they're all physical parts of your body. But when you say you believe with your heart, it's the part of you that's going to live forever. It's a part of you when you check out, that part goes, your spirit and your soul go with you. Okay. So the place where God deposits faith when you hear his word is inside of your heart. The thing that I'm going to hone in on tonight is the source of faith is God's word. It does not come from crying and bawling. It doesn't come from praying, God, give me faith. It doesn't come from fasting. It doesn't come from speaking in tongues. It doesn't come from any other way that you can think that you would like to get faith and God give it to you. It doesn't come that way. God set it up so that you have to go obtain it. And the way you obtain it is through His Word. Amen. Amen? There should be a scripture, and there is a scripture that says he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Actually, Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. So if that was talking of my religious affiliation, then that would have to say, but without my church denomination it's impossible to please him. So we see how wrong we are when we link that to that only, okay? So this power that God talks about or he labeled or called faith, he says without it it's impossible to please him. So when I learned that scripture, I realized, okay, I've got to get me some faith then if I'm going to please God. And then I learned Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I immediately started believing God for avenues to hear his word because I worked 12, 14 hours a day, six days, seven days a week until I realized, okay, I'm going to give the Lord Sunday and he's going to make up the difference for me in the six days I work. And you know what he did? He made up the difference for me the six days I worked, and I was able to take the kids to church and everything. So that little bitty commitment gave God access into my life to make a difference in my life because of my obedience to him. But you know how I learned that? By hearing his word and realizing man shall work six days. So faith came into me when I said I'm going to give him Sunday. Then I released that faith that I heard by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and God took that faith and changed my life around to where six days was enough. Anybody with a little common sense would say, well, shoot, five days ought to be enough. You know what I mean? I ought to get financially unnecessary to work. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There is no other way to build your faith than with, through, and by the word of God. The pattern is hearing, believing, acting. Hearing the Word of God, believing the Word of God, and acting on the Word of God. I just gave you a few examples in my own life of me doing that. There is no other way to build your faith than with, through, and by the Word of God. There's no other way to build your faith. We wish there was, but there's not. We like to be in places where people say, let's pray God increase our faith, or God give us faith. Or, It doesn't come that way. God established it that you get faith through your knowledge of His Word, And that takes work, okay? So the more scriptures you hear, the more words you hear, the more scriptures you hear, the more you receive and deposit in your heart God's word, then you follow up with corresponding actions, the more your faith is developed, period. So the knowledge of God's word that you have, you must be willing to follow it up with corresponding actions. You must be willing to use your faith. That's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Especially when you get the fear of the man or you got the devil beating on you or you got people around you who think you're a nut because you become a word person and all that stuff. You got to do it anyway if you're going to please your heavenly Father. Jesus said this. He said in Matthew chapter 12 verse 34, "I've got all my own scriptures." So you just write your notes down cuz I'm going to go through them all right. In Matthew 12:34, Jesus said this. He said Oh, generation of vipers. Let me say it like he would say it. I just just said it like I was reading the Bible. He said this, you generation of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? You know who he's talking to? Yeah. He's talking to preachers, brother. He's talking to priests. He's talking to leaders in the church, so the church so-called, you know what I mean? And he says, you generation of vipers. (laughs) I learned to be a smart aleck from Jesus. Hallelujah. And and he tells them, he tells them this. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, he's saying this to preachers. These guys are in church every day. Time the doors are open. They're the ones opening the door. Amen? And he's telling them, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so everything you're speaking is terribly wrong. You know how bad that hurt them? And he said that to them. So what we have to do is make sure that when we... Are learning God's Word, we're learning to use it exactly how God said it is and stick with what He said and not turn or twist it in any way and say, well, you know, brother, I believe we have to stick with the Word to be successful. If you stick with what God said, how He said it, He'll make it successful because He will make His own Word come to pass in your life. He's good at it. Amen? And then uh, let me make this statement right here. Anything else than building your faith or trying to use your faith or trying to develop your faith on other than the Word of God is just mental exercise, mental assent, and positive thinking, and those things will not produce results like the Word of God will produce results, okay? So when Jesus said this to these folks and He was speaking to these preachers, He was speaking to priests, they called them priests then, or lawyers, or scribes, okay, or Pharisees, These people were in church every week, and he said about them that they had no level. This is what they heard. You have no level of God's word inside you, even though they were churchgoers or church leaders. They had such a low level of God's word that they couldn't speak anything good. When I re- heard that scripture many years ago, you know what I thought? I must increase my level of God's word. Because <laughs> I was vulgar mouth. Amen? <laughs> and if out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, then I realized I have to change what's in my heart in abundance. So I realize, okay, i got to fill my heart with scriptures so that there's more scriptures in me than the cuss, cuss words. I, I could cuss right now if I wanted, wanted to because I, I didn't forget them. them. You know what I mean? If you're not around once in a while, I might let one go. <laughs> I work on my boat. And my neighbor sees me working on my boat. He's over there watching me, seeing tools fly across the yard. You thinking rotten thing. I can't stay working. You know and he, and, he, and he knows, okay, that brother, he's a normal person. And I think, forgive me, Father. Bless me, for it. Send me to the starboard pygmies in New Guinea. Amen. <laughs> okay. But. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I filled my heart. I constantly, I still do it. I constantly, I listen to two teachings today while I'm working. I'm listening to, te- on my way to where I'm going to work. I'm listening to teachings. Why? Because I'm depositing God's word in my heart so that it's in my heart in abundance more than the problems and the things that aggravate you and the people that aggravate you. And so that other stuff doesn't come out my mouth, God's word comes out of my mouth because it's in abundance. And I remember the day I was on a job site, and someone came to me and said, do you ever cuss? And I thought, it did it. The word is in me more than them cuss words because it was nothing for me to say blank, 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 blank. Yeah, what a blank, blank. It's just part of my language. And I realized, the word did it. It's in there more than those other things. You know what that set me to doing? Keep it up, brother. Because I found when you let go go slack, and I'm going to say something about that in a minute, those other things come right back up because they're there. So you have to keep your abundance level of God's word higher than the other things level, and it'll stay where you're successful in, in doing God's word, speaking God's word. Okay, so question. Where do I find myself in my knowledge of God's word? How about this? Let's turn it to you. Where do you find yourself? in what I just spoke. See, I'm a teacher, so I'm allowed to say things like that. That's mean, 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 isn't it? (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay. I'm supposed to be mean to you, so we grow. (laughs) Glory to God. Okay, your confession, or the words you speak, reflect the level of the knowledge of God's word that is working inside of you, that is in your heart. When you are filled with God's word, faith comes out and comes out strong if you get in situations you don't know how to deal with them with God's word and you're weak in the way you talk about things the things of God then your faith level has dropped and you need to replenish it your level of faith will be the reflection of the words you speak and the actions you take when you are under pressure and also when you're not under pressure because there's a lot of friends I've got who are just churchgoers, and and you couldn't tell the difference between them and the world if you had to. Because the way they act, the way they speak, but they go to church, thank God they go to church, but their level of their knowledge of God's word that is at work in their life is slim to none. Even though they've heard a million great messages. But it's not working. So, we're teaching this to get us working. When you or I neglect to place God's word in our heart through reading the Bible or meditating, meditation time or having a daily devotion or someone speaking to us, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm spoon-feeding you, okay? Or, the, or when you are I neglect to place God's word in our heart through reading the Bible or meditating, meditation time or having a daily devotion or someone speaking to you or the ability of faith, And the ability of faith will not be strong that comes out of you. And the cares of this life will govern your language and your actions. But if your level of God's word is high, then the cares of this life will not govern your language and your actions. Even though you face and you run into all the same problems everybody else does, you'll have something inside you that is able to pull you up to a level that goes over what's going on. Someone offends you, and sure enough, you've got enough rights just to not forgive them. But the Bible says, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Heavenly Father forgive you. Someone called me today and said, I need you to pray for me. I'm having a very, very hard time forgiving someone. It's like I want to go over there and just smash them in the face. I want to punch them. In fact, I want to go rent a gym and ask them to meet me at the gym, and we just box it out. I said, you're so old, brother, you can't even do that. <laughs> you used to be bad and mean. Now you're only bad. So don't, don't do that. You're going to get beat up, brother. Amen. I said, here's what you need to do. And I had to learn this personally. Sometimes you have to forgive somebody a hundred times a day. I had to forgive a thousand times a day. And then it's a thousand times a week, and then it's a thousand times a month, and then it's a hundred times a week, and then it's 100 a hundred times a month, and it, and it slowly dwindles down. And so you, every time that hatred thought comes up, you have to say, Lord, I forgive them. And the Lord forgives you. That's a secret right there. You ought to write that down in your heart. See, these things come to all of us. The secret is my knowledge of God's word, that if I do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will my Father, which is in heaven, forgive me my trespasses. And if you don't forgive, your prayers have got the brakes on. God, I need. Will you help me? Will you show me? And God said, you're not getting nothing until you (laughs) forgive. Okay. So, Uh, We think of it like this, that it's the devil stopping us from living, speaking, and acting like God wants us to. It ain't the devil stopping you from speaking, living, and acting like God wants you to. You know who's stopping you? You! Amen? Okay? It's you that, that is stopping you. It's you who is stopping the force of faith from coming out of your spirit. The devil will do things to us. The devil will give us opportunities. The devil will give us sales pitches. He's very good at that. We don't have to take the bait. And if we take the bait, we need to, when we realize, I took the bait. Spit it out. And get rid of it. And you're on your way again to start using your faith and have success with it. Listen to what Proverbs says. I'm going to say a little statement before I say that. If you want to live successfully as a good Christian, then you must, you must, Feed your spirit the Word of God. You must feed your spirit the Word of God. When you cook, it takes work to get your physical food. When you go through the drive-through and you want number two, it takes work to sit in the drive-through and wait twenty minutes for them beanheads who are in there trying to get. Okay, it, it takes work. Well, it takes word work to get God's Word in you. He set it up like that. Okay. Proverbs chapter 4 says this in verse 20 through 23. It says, My son, attend. Attend takes work. My son, attend to my words. Words, plural. Okay? And that doesn't mean stop attending. That means a lifelong attending to the words of God. Incline your ear to my sayings. So the whatever situations we're going through in life, that speaks loud and clear to us. But what we have to do is bend our ear to what the Bible says, to get us out of that voice that's speaking to us to keep us in the situation we're in. okay. Incline your ear to my sayings, plural. Let them not depart from your eyes. The let them not is up to you. It takes work. Don't let them depart from your eyes. You have to see life through God's word. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Satan is constantly trying to take the word out of your heart. You have to keep it in the midst of your heart. How do you keep it in the midst of your heart? By keeping it focused, keeping your meditation time, keeping your daily devotion time, by keeping yourself in church. All the things that we would want to just throw away and go live life, you can't do if you're going to be a successful, good Christian. And if you're going to be any benefit to anybody else, because there's a lot of people who need you to be a good Christian. Just like the guy called me today, I need you to pray for me. If I wasn't a good Christian, he'd have been calling me, hey, can you come help me beat this guy up? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay? So, <laughs> All right. Uh, he says this also. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. What's they? The words of God. Scriptures. They are life unto those that find them. To find them takes work. If I told you there's a million dollars hidden in this building somewhere, and if you find it, you can have it. You, would never, you wouldn't leave this building until you tore this thing completely wrong. Okay, it takes work to find God's Word. He wants you to seek it out. He's got it hid for you. And the moment He sees you seeking, He's going to start moving it in a place where it's easy for you to access and understand and comprehend. And then the next step is start acting on it. He's going to expect you to act on it, okay? He says, For their life to them that find them, and health to all their flesh. The Word of God has pulled me out of so many sickness and trials and different things in my life by standing on the Word, holding the Word, knowing the healing scriptures. It has been health to all my flesh. And then the Word not only brings healing, you know what it does? It keeps you healthy, which is nice. But it takes me keeping a daily dose of, a regular dose of God's Word coming into my life so I can live a life that is healthy, especially when things attack you that would be used to kill you. So this is, this is, very, this is a very important statement that is made right here in Proverbs 4.23. He said this, Above all that you do, this is another version of it, the last part of it says, Above all that you do, diligently protect and nourish your spirit. Diligently protect and nourish your spirit. You have to do this. It takes diligence. I lived down the road, and my neighbor had cows. And I went to work about 6 in the morning, and a cow would get out once in a while. She knew what part of the fence to go to to move it to get out. And when she would get out, I'd be driving around down the road, and there's that stupid cow. So I'd go down to Mr. Barber and say, The cow's out. He said, Paul, Paul, because he's very old. Could you take this bucket down there? Now, you can't go past her in the truck because she's going to keep going. You've got to park your truck and walk down the road and take this bucket and go lead her with that bucket back past your truck and bring her back to me and I'll go find a fence. Or when you get in, would you come find a fence for me? You know what I'd say? Sure, I will. But you know what I had to do? I had to do it that night because that knucklehead cow knew where the hole was and they would go <laughs> move through it. So I had to diligently do it. Okay, the same thing with God's Word. When you've got a hole in your life that the devil keeps getting access through and problems keep coming, you need to diligently find out what God's Word says about that situation in your life and plug it up with the Word of God. Amen? And you know what actually plugs it up is the power, the force, the law, the substance called faith when you start speaking to it. Okay, so. The way you do that, The way you diligently protect your spirit is you feed your spirit. You feed your heart the word of God. Isn't that just a simple, simple saying right there? You feed your heart. God's word is the food for your spirit. God's word produces faith. Remember, I'm teaching you tonight about the source of faith. The place you get faith from is God's Word. I've been in many prayer meetings where people were praying, and they're praying, Oh, God, give us faith. And I I mark it in my heart. Okay, let's see if this changes. We were in a building program, and they're all praying, God, give us faith for the money for this building program. And you know that money never came? And I thought, Okay, God didn't give them faith for that. I need to find out why this is. And then I I saw these scriptures and I realized the only source of faith is God's Word. They're praying for faith. I was in a prayer meeting one time. A girl had gotten into an accident and she was majorly hurt. They said she would probably die. The girl knew the Word. The parents knew the Word. They went in there and fed her scriptures. She believed the scriptures, started believing the scriptures and acting on the scriptures in the hospital thinking she's going to die. And she came out of it and was perfectly well. And in this prayer meeting, we're praying for this girl. And this person heard that testimony that she's going to be okay. She's coming out. And you know what he said? I ain't got faith like that. And immediately my heart bubbled up. And if he ever gets in that situation, he's going to die. Because he has a very little knowledge of God's word, even though he's been in church 40-something years. And doesn't know how to use his faith. See, and when I heard these things as a young Christian, it marked me spiritually. And I thought, he's just like the 12 spies. He's like the 10 spies. 12 spies were sent into the land to spy the land out. They came back. 10 of them said, hey, we can't go in there. There's giants in there. We're like grasshoppers in their Side They'll mush us like a bug. And Joshua and Caleb, the two spies, said, God's with us. We can go right now. And the people believed the ten instead of the two, and God said, "They ain't none of this generation going over there. They'll all die, and the next generation will come up, and they'll go 40 years. And that whole generation had to die out. You know who was still alive after that 40 years? the two that believe God's word they let go. Amen. So how faith is produced is by you consuming the word of God. And when you consume consume the word of God, that faith will issue out of your heart and out of your spirit. When you release it, it will go to work wherever it is needed. So there's some things we have to learn. You're learning tonight how to get, how to obtain this faith. The next thing is how to release this faith, and I'm going to touch on that just a tiny bit. Okay, not right now. Faith does not go to work automatically with no effect. We think faith falls on, on us like pine combs off a tree. <laughs> there's a pine. Co- oh, I just got me some faith. Okay, faith don't come like that. It comes with effort. Faith, like any other force, must be applied in order to gain any benefit from it. The whole kingdom of God operates that way. Hear it, believe it, act on it. As we eat physical food, our bodies turn that food into strength, and the strength of the body then must be applied. So you eat food; it produces energy inside you, and you must apply that energy to something. And that the way, that is the way that it is released. That is the way that it is activated. And it is exactly the same with faith. If you store food inside your body and you don't apply the energy that food supplied, then what happens? <laughs> you swell up. Amen. <laughs> Because you've got all this food that's okay to store inside to eat, but the purpose you ate it was to gain energy so you could use that energy and apply it to things in life. Amen? Amen? Faith is much the same. So whether you want to answer that or not, other people can see what happens when you've been consuming food and not applying the energy that is produced inside your body from the food. The same with someone who is keen on faith. They can see people who go to church and they hear God's word, but they never act or use God's word. It's seeable and it's hearable because the words we speak tell the story and the actions we take tell our story of whether we are using our faith that is deposited into our life. The food is not the problem. Your unwillingness to apply the energy that the food produces is the problem. Amen? That's the problem. The energy that the food the energy from the food must be activated, it must be released, and it must be applied. I'm saying this so it marks our thinking about God's word. Okay? I'm not saying these things to be mean, I'm saying this to link them together. That because food and, and faith are much the same. The same is true with faith, which is released inside your heart through God's word. You must apply it, you must activate it and you must release it. And you've got to know how to do this. The spirit man consumes spiritual food which is God's word, and that spiritual food produces spiritual power which is called faith. I'll give you two scriptures on that. Jesus said in John 3:21, "He that doeth the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought." In God, The word doeth there is an action word or a work word. So he that has action or work, his deeds will be manifest. And deeds is an application of the truth a man has received or consumed. Then it says, manifest, he that doeth the truth cometh to the light, that is deeds, his actions, his actions. Uh, Application, his release of what he heard in God's word is set in motion and it is manifest. That is, these may be manifest. They are recognizable by yourself, by heaven, and by others. And they are a proof of your activation. They are a proof of your release. And they are a proof that you have applied God's word to a situation. And then it says that they are wrought in God. That is the fulfillment of God's word, which you used God's faith when you believed God's word and said what God's word said and acted in line with God's word. James two seventeen says it this, this way: Faith, if it has not works, is dead. One translation says this: Faith without corresponding action will not work. You can say all the right things you want, but if you're really not following up in your action of God's Word, then all you are is a cloud without rain, hot air. At least you're trying, and the, and the Lord will work with that. But if you won't go beyond just saying something and not putting action to it, for instance, the Scripture that says, Give, and it shall be given to you. I came out of financial debt with that Scripture. And there was another Scripture, Galatians 3.13, says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And he did it so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So I I realized, okay, if I'm going to get money, I need money. I need money, Lord. And I ain't got no money. Don't say that. Believe you got money. I do have money. I've got 50 cents. Okay? So I knew go to work and cold drinks were 50 cents back then. And we had a cold drink machine at work. And so I went to people at work and said, do you have money for a cold drink? No, I don't. Well, you do now. See, I am tricky to the devil. I am on purpose doing the word of God. I give my 50 cents to this guy on purpose because I'm believing I receive money back. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Before you know it, I have a dollar to give away. Before you know it, I have five dollars to give away. Before you know it, I'm at work and I'm hearing somebody talking to their wife or something. We don't have the money for that. And I got they got off the phone. There was no cell phones back then. I said, what, What's your problem? We have to have a hundred dollars tonight. I happen to have a hundred dollars. I have a motivation because I don't care about the preachers that preach. I don't give to get, I give to get. Hallelujah. I gotta get out of this poverty. And I'm gonna give my way out of it. Okay? So And the other scripture I said, poverty is a curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. If you don't think poverty is a curse, you go home and have nothing in your cabinets and nothing in your refrigerator and you have four kids and a wife cussing you out. Not the four kids cussing you out, but the kids screaming and the wife (laughs) cussing you out. Because you are a worthless, unproviding, spineless, unable to get a good enough job to take care of your family. And I had to hear those things and you know what I had to do? Incline my ears unto his saying. Don't let my eyes depart from the word. With my heart believe. Amen. So I had stuck with that. And look what the word did. It brought me out of there. Glory to God. I carry money around in my pocket usually. Thank you, Lord. He brought me out of that. So it was the word that deposited his faith in my heart. And when I started saying, I give that I may receive, I released God's faith. And God's faith went to work grabbing money and bringing money to me. And you'd be surprised the amount of people that have come up to me and said, the Lord just spoke to me and said to give you this. And I said, No more zeros than that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I learned to be a smart aleck from Jesus, you know what I mean? Okay, so. Oh. So I learned that principle as a very young Christian. I had to ignore the people who would say to me, Don't you want to have money instead of believing God for everything? Because I had to believe God for clothes. I had to believe God for my wife's clothes. I had to believe God. So I had to know the scriptures that said God would provide those things. And then I had to believe those scriptures. And I had to say those scriptures. And then I had to wait for the time for those scriptures to come to pass. And sometimes it takes a long time as far as we're concerned for something to come to pass. But it shall come to pass. That's the good thing. Okay, so if you put God's word in your heart, As an active part of your will, and you believe it, and you say it with your mouth, and you act accordingly, that is the pattern for success. I can't say it any kinder. I can't say it any plainer. That is the pattern. If you have trouble in your life, you need to gain you some knowledge of God's Word. Your trouble ain't a lack of faith. Your trouble is a lack of knowledge of God's Word, because the source of faith is... God's Word. That's right. Okay. Here's a couple examples. The Bible tells us that God meets our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Where is that at? Joe knows where that is. Joe, where is that? Philippians Philippians 4.19. Okay. See, she has knowledge of God's Word, and there's a working level knowledge of God's Word. She's able to... Tell you right where it is, and she has lived this out in her own personal life because my my God has supplied all her needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I've watched it happen throughout her life. We've known each other probably 25 years, and I've just seen it take place in her life. Okay, so for me to have my faith in action, I must begin to talk as though that's true, and it really is true. So for me to have my faith in action, I have to be able to say, my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That is not hard to do. Okay? Sometimes you feel like a nut saying these things, but you can't go by your feelings. You have to go by what the Word of God says because God needs you to please Him by using your faith so He can bring His Word to pass in your life. The Bible says this, I will restore health to you and heal your wounds. Where's that at? (laughs) Jeremiah 30, 17. Okay. Andrew, when we go leave... Get that chart out that has everybody's names on it and put another gold star by each name. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Okay, he says, I will restore health to you and heal your wounds. You've got to hear this. I will restore health to you. So there's times where you get sick as a dog maybe. Maybe not. Thank God for him keeping us healthy. But at times when it does, he said he will restore health to you and heal your wounds. I have stood on that in ICU many times. (laughs) Glory to God. And you know what the Lord did? He restored health to me and healed my wounds. And you know, in those times of sickness, you know what I was saying? You will restore health to me. And it was really like this. I've got all kinds of scars in my body to prove it. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good, isn't he? He didn't say we won't go through anything. He just said, go through it. Don't stop in it. <laughs> okay, so you take that scripture and you say what it says, and when you do that, you're releasing that faith out of your mouth and out of your life, and you're saying what that scripture says, And that scripture is what the Lord takes a hold to, his own faith that came out of you, which was placed in you by him. And when you say what he says, you release that faith, that power, that law, that substance. And he takes that and starts transforming your life or doing whatever you're saying you need done in your life. I found a key. He will not do for you what he's told you to do. So if you're expecting him to just do it all on his lonely for you, he's not going to do it unless you're a very baby, baby Christian. Okay, so our job is to release our faith in the Word of God and talk and act like the Word is true. Then we will see the desired results. That's what pleases God. Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So you go to the Word of God. You get you some scriptures. You know you have faith, but that doesn't mean you're pleasing God. So you have to use your faith to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. i got tons of faith. Now, Lord, I know all these scriptures. But if you're not using that faith, if you're not saying His Word, if you're not releasing His Word, then you're not using your faith and you're still in a position where you're not pleasing God, you have to use your faith to please God. Without it, it's impossible to please Him. With faith, you now have the possibility of pleasing Him. Okay? So let me remind you again of Romans 10, 17. That's that's your place to quote that scripture right there. That's right. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That is the way you get faith. You go get in your Bible. I don't have mine down here. I got all these other things. You go get in your Bible, or you get in books that teach you, or you listen to... CDs or your whatever it is nowadays, there's so much electronic stuff out there you can get the Word of God. You know, I take my phone sometimes and say, I want this so-and-so scripture on these things. And I have Bubba. Everybody else says Siri. I don't even address Bubba. I just say, do this. And that phone knows it better. Do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So the day we live in, that's why God gave us all this electronic elect- uh, uh, ability so we have constant access to his words so we don't fall under the pressure that we're under in these last days. Because it is terrible really out there. But to the word-trained mind and to the word-trained eye, we, it doesn't even phase us really. Okay, so... Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And if faith comes by hearing the word of God, then faith is released by speaking the word of God. I mean, that it took my lightning fast mind about three seconds to figure it out. If faith comes by hearing, then faith goes by speaking. So that's why I'm saying so much about deposit God's word in your heart. Then say God's word out of your mouth and you are releasing faith. This is a spiritual thing. You may never see it, but you will definitely see the result. How long it takes? I don't know. Some things take a while, some things happen pretty quick. I found I've been more successful in my life when things have taken time to fulfill themselves in my life because I was so solid on the Word of God that when all the pressures of life... Remember Jesus said, I will liken this person to a wise man. He built his house upon a rock. In other words, he got into the Word of God. And when the storms of life came, the floods came, the wind came, it beat against that house vehemently. I've been through some vehement storms and I didn't fall. (laughs) My prayer is I didn't fall up till today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Amen. So far, so good. Okay, so we're going to look at the importance of your words a little bit deeper right now. We've got another lesson in here that is going to strictly hone in on the importance of your words and the release of faith. And then we'll we'll finish with this right here. When the words that you and I speak are key to applying our faith, when we put faith-filled words, which is God's Word, in our heart, faith-filled words... Have the ability to come out of our mouth if we will let them. The more you do this, the more natural it will become, and the better you will be at it. Okay? If you haven't done this, it's not the easiest thing to do. Because you have been carnally minded and naturally minded, and you have to make your mind slip to say <laughs> what God says is the easiest way I can say it. Okay? So when we put faithful words in our heart which is God's word, then faithful words are able to come out of our heart. Remember what Jesus said? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is in abundance in your heart? Amen. I've had chances for business to be in abundance in my heart. Two or three times I've had people come to me wanting to give me a business. Give me, give me a business. Multi-millionaires. I want you to go in business with me and I will do, I'll pay for everything. And I thought... God's word, be a businessman. I think I'm going to stick with this, Lord. You talk about getting beat up sometimes by your (laughs) thoughts of, what am I thinking? I've had people call me and say, you are a chicken. You know what that guy will do for you because they knew him. They're the ones who contacted me. And I said, I'm not a chicken, brother. You know what I am? I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I choose him over wealth. And I can believe for what I need. You can't. (laughs) Is that mean or what? (laughs) But look what the Lord's done. I'm still standing up here doing this. And I'm just a crazy old person that he chose to. Hey man, would you speak and teach for me? Sure, Lord. What if I'd have chose one of those things? I'd be out there right now counting my pennies and worried stiff that someone's going to steal something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. Right. Out of the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. Faith is the product of your spirit. Faith comes into your spirit by hearing the Word of God and it is continually developed in your spirit by your steady input of the Word of God and your corresponding action to what the Bible tells you to do. The Word of God, the Bible scriptures are your source for faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> Even my sisters can figure that one out. <laughs> okay. Faith, uh, faith results or the results of what faith can produce in your life are determined by your confession or what you say. Okay, remember, I'm not teaching positive confession. I'm teaching speaking in line with God's word. Either directly quoting the scriptures or speaking in line with God's word. Remember when I was giving, I'm speaking and I have an altar. I I would go cut my neighbor's grass sometimes, and there's a guy and a woman, and and a woman's, you know, and I would go cut that grass, and she'd come outside. You're cutting my grass, Paul. I say, I've got an ulterior motive, and I thought, oh, that didn't sound good. (laughs) I say, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not after anything else except for I'm doing this because I have some needs in my life, and the Bible says that if I want my needs met, then I need to meet somebody else's need, and I know you don't like cutting the grass. Your husband don't like cutting the grass, so I'm cutting your grass. I have an ulterior motive, and the ulterior motive is that heaven's watching, and heaven is going to do something for me because I'm doing something for you. Did you get that? You know what I did? I didn't quote a scripture I spoke in line with the word of God. Give, and it shall be given to you. But if I'd have said, "Uh, girl, I'm giving that it may be given to me, she'd have thought, this guy's a loony tune. (laughs) But since I said it in terms that are understandable, she realized he's doing something But because he wants the Lord to do something for him. And it probably pricked her heart that there's things in my life I want the Lord to do for me. I need to do something for someone. Perhaps the Holy Ghost used it like that. Okay, so an easy way to tell your personal level of your knowledge of God's Word is do you ever talk or say anything to anyone or in any situation of life that is scriptural or that is in line with God's Word. If you never say anything to anyone that is in line with God's Word or talking scriptural to them or talking about the Lord to them, then your knowledge or your working level of your knowledge of God's Word is slim to none and slim just left town. Isn't that the meanest thing you ever heard? That's the best thing you ever heard because now you need to know you got it. I got to go get me some word. That's what I did me. I said, I'm in rough shape. I can get out of this rough shape though by me getting myself in the Word and learning it and by me getting cassette tapes. Mary Beth sent me the first cassette tape I ever had and I don't even know that I was saved when I received that but that cassette tape changed my life and opened the door to Jesus isn't just Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. He's real. I need to start talking to him like he's real. I want to be his friend. Okay, so let me remind you again of the comparison between food and your physical body and the Word of God for your spirit. When you eat food, it produces a physical power called strength or energy. When you feed on the Bible or the Word of God, it produces a spiritual power that is called faith. Okay, Neglecting physical food will eventually cause a weak physical body or a person who cannot function doing the normal physical activities of life. You don't feed your body, and you, you eventually go weak, right? And you can't do what you, oh, I'm so tired, I can't, okay? It will do that. Well, neglecting spiritual food will eventually cause a weak spirit and a person who is overcome or caught up in the affairs of life. And what's sad is slacking off in your church commitment or study and meditation time opens the door for you to become spiritually weak and conquered by the things that the devil will throw at your life. And here's a little side note in this. The change is so subtle that you probably won't even notice how spiritually weak you have become. Your relationship with Jesus will become null and void. You'll never say anything to Jesus. I get around a lot of people and I say this to them. If we were best friends and we never talked, would we really be best friends? No, we wouldn't. Okay, if you think that you're friends with Jesus and you talk to him, don't never talk to him, then you're really not his friend. He wants communication. I've had people say to me, the Lord told me that you have a word for me. I do. He wants to speak to you personally. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, listen to what Jesus said. The, the words Lord, that I, I speak, speak to you, you they are, are spirit, a spirit and they are life. So, so when God's word goes inside of us, it goes into our, our, spirit our spirit and it starts reproducing his, his life, life his, his nature. When we eat food, it starts reproducing that molecular structure, what assimilating it into our body, the places it goes. And uh, what do people say? You are what you eat. eat. Okay. The same thing spiritually. You are what you eat. If you feed on spiritual trash... Your music, spiritual trash. The things you watch is spiritual trash. Then you become spiritual trashed out. It's like eating honey buns every day. Okay, so here's something else he said: "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." We're almost done. So, if you want to grow spiritually, you have to feed on God's word and it will produce a spiritual strength inside of you that is called faith. You can't live by just feeding your physical body. You have to feed your spirit. So in order to take action, you must begin putting God's Word in your heart, and as an act of your will, you work, you believe it on purpose, you activate, you say it with your mouth, you act accordingly, and that is the way you energize your faith in motion. And I'm going to give you a couple examples, okay? Okay. So the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. So if I am weak, I need to say, I'm strong. Right. Today, my, the guy I was working with said, we're old and we can't, whatever, you know, you, we look very weak, don't we? And I said, I'm strong. I may not be the strength that I was years ago when we worked together, but I'm as strong as I can be right now. You know what I was doing? That scripture in Joel right there, let the weak say, I am strong, I'm strong. I'm strong, brother. I may not be as fast as I was, but I'm as strong as I've ever been. I like to say it like this. In my heart, I think of myself as a power lifter or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So I know my limits. Hallelujah. Okay. So we're not saying, so the way you release your faith into a situation when we feel weak, as you say what the Bible says, all right? We're not saying these things just as a positive confession. No, we're saying them because we are releasing the faith with Cain by hearing the Word of God. And when we release that, faith is released, and God is going to take that faith and use it to produce strength in your life. So to release my faith, I should say exactly what the Bible says or speak exactly in line with what the Bible says, all right? So to release my, the faith that I have received from my knowledge of God's word, I must speak in line with that scripture and then act in line with that scripture by giving it a chance to fulfill itself in my life. And then I have to believe that what it said will come to pass in my life. We're almost done. What I'm talking to you about is a learned, a learned and developed lifestyle. This isn't that happen- something that happens to you just, I sat in a service and faith deposited into me and me using faith to change my life will just poof happen. Now you have to learn to do this and you have to develop your ability to do this. I keep markers in my life of where is my faith at work at and see if I'm using it to produce results in my life. The Bible says examine yourselves to see whether you be in the faith or not. In other words, see whether you're using your faith or not. The Bible tells us to examine ourselves to see that. When I took inventory of my life at times, I thought, I'm at a loss. I'm not using my faith to believe God to talk to anybody or for anything or get anything out of my life. I've got to change that. Next week I'll do it. No, i got to change that right now, okay? Okay, so learning to deposit God's Word into your spirit, which is the source of faith, then learning to release that faith to bring to pass the desired results that the Word of God said would take place must be developed. I didn't learn to flip hamburgers just because I put a McDonald's uniform on. I had to have someone give me the SOC, the standard operation procedure, I had to sit and watch someone do it, and then I had to sit there and do it myself, and once I did it enough, they could call out a 12-12, which is 24 hamburgers cooking at one time, because we're so stinking busy, we need 24 hamburgers now. Brother Paul could cook 24 hamburgers now because it was developed in me. It was a learned skill. Using your faith must be learned and developed. The way you develop it is by using it in things in your life that have to change or by bringing things into your life that you need. And you know what that does? That pleases God get thrilled when you use something that you can't see, you can't feel, you don't even know how it operates or work, and the devil hates you to use that, but he loves it, amen. He loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. You know why? Because he realizes you really believe in him, and you really believe that what he said will really do what it said. That thrills him. Okay, so get to it continually return to the Word of God. It's the source of your spiritual and physical food for strength and health, and everything in your life needs to be based on it in order for you to succeed. So get to it. Get to reading. Get to confessing. Get to hearing CDs. Get to listening to teaching. Get to living by the Word and basing your life on the Word. And then I've got a question for you. I'm a teacher, so I give tests. (laughs) Hallelujah. You ready? Are you ready? Let me ask you this question. What is the source of faith? God's Word. Boy, that was hard.